everybody, and we know what the ending of that uh, bumper music signifies. It's time for Episode 3, Season 1 of the podcast version of the Brookline Bugle. Uh, guaranteed to fill you with information on the personal side and the professional side of a lot of the people that work and go to school here at Brookline. Today, we have the honor of having our Regional Director of Admissions for Brookline, Miss Melissa Galval. Hello, how are you guys? Good, good, good. And uh, what I like to do typically, Melissa, is start these off with a, a little bit of the personal side of what we do. Why don't you tell us a little bit, you know, going back as far as you feel comfortable going back with your uh, personal life and what led you into this profession and uh, what you like to do? Okay. Anything you want to tell us? Will do. So I ended up getting my degree in psychology from the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, which is in Illinois. And I actually worked with uh, ex-offenders on what was called drug court probation. Oh. Yeah, very interesting uh, career field. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so I did that for a couple of years. And I have a brother who moved to Arizona who said, hey, why don't you leave Chicago and come out to Arizona. So I left everything. Me and my son moved out to Arizona. He got me a job actually working in insurance. And then the company folded. So then here I was in Arizona. And always had a passion for education. Just, I don't know. I believe it changes lives. Um, I saw the impact that education had when I was working with ex-offenders. Mm -hmm. With them getting their GEDs. I would really push for that. Um, so... I feel like I was tricked into the industry a little bit, Don. I think we all yeah, feel that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then fell in love with it once I got in. Um, the impact on the students' lives, I started on the phones, and it was just an amazing feeling to be able to really impact generations and see that impact. Good. Now, your early life, you grew up where? So I'm a dual citizen mm -hmm. um, from Brazil as well as United States and grew up in Chicago and, yeah, came to Arizona, I think it was like 2014. And you're a Bears fan. Yes, yes. Yeah, Don't judge me. Do that, not judge. <laughs> well, that will that will teach you, certainly teach you uh, episodes and tenacity. Yeah, patience. <laughs> yeah, patience, tenacity, and uh, how to deal with with extreme pain. Yeah, yeah. With, I know. with losing. I, since I'm, I'm a Vikings fan and they tease us just enough to get us uh, excited and then there we go. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, good. Uh, talk a little bit about what a regional director of admissions does. What's your day to day like and what's your, your uh, more long term uh, part of your role entail? Yeah, for sure. So, day to day is I work with five different campuses. We have campuses, obviously, Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, phenomenal DOA over there, uh, Tina, and then also work with online, another great DOA, Ellen, uh, Phoenix, obviously, uh, with Sherry, also work with um, Andy, who is over Tempe in the hub, and then Judy, who is in Tucson. So my whole thing when I first came in, I realized that it was very siloed, I believe. Like every campus was kind of doing their own thing. So I wanted to bring some kind of uniformity between the campuses, um, really try to streamline processes. So really started collaborating with all the DOAs. And I think that was something they called, I guess, my attention to very early on is we never did this, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't really meet together. 
So the goal is really to align, um, to really be able to help as many students get to that next step in their life. Um, some of the things that that includes is really working with the DOAs. Um, you know, some of them have small teams, some have big teams. So really trying to, you know, push their admissions reps right to that next step. I think that's really important. Um, that's how I started was on the phone. So my whole goal is to always get somebody to take my position. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I want. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if somebody didn't help me do that. So really passionate about, you know, just development internally. So right. yeah, do a lot of that too. I know with a lot of admissions reps, there comes a, a point where the light bulb goes on. Yes. Right. Yeah. And talk to me about that point with you when you were oh, a rep. I remember. So we had like a two month training program. So did the training was a standout in training. And then we would hit what was called pods. So they had like a different trainer and we would sit on the phone in these pods until we mastered it. And I remember my first week in the pod, it was like 300 phone calls a day with nobody who wanted to talk to me. (laughs) Um, So the trainer pulled me in like, hey, just have a conversation, Melissa, just have a conversation. And it clicked at that moment. I remember just having a conversation. Um, And ever since then, it was like off to the races was, you know, I think it was like top 5% of that company. Um, Because, again, I became really passionate about just helping people and really understanding the impact. I remember one specific student. I think it was the first student I enrolled, um, elderly lady from down south, barely graduated high school. And back then, we would send a link to the application to an email. She didn't have an email, which is usually just a username, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and a password. It was 45 minutes to create a username and a password. The 20-minute application took an hour and a half. Um, And I think I was really battling on my way home that day. I remember crying, saying, hey, am I doing students a disservice? Um, Because it took her forever to do some of the basic things. But right when I left that company, that student was one class from graduation. And that's what really made me think if I wouldn't have been patient with that student, um, and the impact, right? Yeah. It impacts her kids, her grandkids. So that's what really got me passionate about that, the industry. Everybody has that story. Yeah. It's been in this industry long enough. And, uh, I know that I, I, it, it's, I can empathize with the admissions people. I've never worked in admissions, but yeah. I can empathize with them, uh, from the, perspective of understanding sometimes how difficult it can be to to guide somebody into the correct path yeah and and uh you know sometimes like you said i was in there i made 300 phone calls and and on and on and you're rolling your eyes and you're saying what is this for and then the one picks up yeah and then you get to have that conversation so um i think it's that's meaningful all for all of us regardless of what role we have uh, in education is it's just so important to to listen more than talk and and uh, do you think if you're talking to a new admissions advisor that that's reasonably good advice to give them I do it's about the way I tried to look at it um and what helped me be very successful if this was a best friend of mine right mm-hmm. what advice would I give them? How patient would I be with them? How much would I really want to understand their current situation, where they want to be in life? 
So if you approach every phone call like that, you're going to be successful, right? I, I right. call it playing a detective. Right. I, I don't think success always has to be measured by this student enrolled. No, not at all. I, I don't think it, 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 even though that is certainly what we want, that's the outcome that we desire. Right. But just doing the right thing. Exactly. And, and I've seen reps on the floor that not steered away, not, but, but they understood that this may not be the right thing yeah. for the student at this point in time. And I really respect that. Um, don't want it to be the norm, of course, as a, as, right. a, as a campus director, because, you know, our, our revenue is driven by students and, and uh, that's just the reality yep. of it. But we don't want to ever have anybody say, I was pushed into this or this is something that I didn't want to do, but felt like I was talked into it. And, and you've, you've been, if you've been in this industry long enough, you've seen people like that. And I always, and and I don't mean to disparage used car salesmen, but it's almost that mentality Mm -hmm. of, you know, what can I do to get you in this car today? Right. And that's, you know, from my perspective, I came up through, through the academic side, but always had a great relationship with the people on the floor. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a great, uh, uh, great relationship to have. It helped them. It helped me understand some of their, what they were going through. And, and I, I carry that forth today. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just see the qualities that I like in an admissions person is that real ability to listen and critically think through a situation. Yeah, you have to be genuine, right? Yeah. And I think you also have to understand that sometimes the student demographic, uh, they're procrastinators, right? I compare it, you know, I have a 19-year-old son mm-hmm. who is definitely a professional procrastinator. So I think it's also understanding that, and it's pushing the students in the right way because you genuinely care. I think there's a difference, and I think that you can't fake being genuine. And if the student feels like you genuinely care, right, then they're going to trust the advice and the suggestions. Um, And also you have to build that rapport because without that rapport, you know, I mean, it's going to go nowhere. How many times as a rep did you enroll somebody and that relationship sustained through graduation? Oh, gosh, a lot because that was really important to me. Yeah. 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 And they, they, they felt that, I'm assuming. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's good. That's that's really great because I it is a it is a rough job. Yeah, it is a rough job, and let's face it in the uh, in the proprietary uh, the for profit sector right. that we're in. You know, sometimes there are misperceptions. You know, and and that as a as a leader is my role to ensure that everything we do is respectful, professional, and done with integrity. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, you know, I listen to the conversations out here and I'm, I'm happy to say that they, they follow suit. They do. They, they follow suit with that, with those three words, which is very important to me. Um, talk to, you know, you, you told me a little bit about your, 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 your favorite student and so on and so forth, but tell me about the challenges of managing a region. Mm-hmm. You know, with five strong-minded individuals, <laughs> yes, five driven individuals, yes, and how do you keep them motivated, especially when we're going through 
change after change after change, yep. which is part of anything, mm-hmm. uh, any 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 industry, any any work uh, situation that you're in. But tell me how you keep them motivated and uh, and and thinking big picture. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things, right? I I do try to have fun with my team. I do think that's important. It is a very stressful environment, right? There is a lot of goals that come with it. So I think one is maintaining an atmosphere where we all want to win, which is really important to me. I am very competitive um, individually. But so I think maintaining that atmosphere of competition is really important. Um, But having fun while we do it, right? Yeah. I think visibility is also really important. So there's at least five, six times a day in the chat. I put kind of where everybody is at. And I think that's important because that creates that little competition, right? I think to be in admissions, a lot of admissions reps like a little competition. Um, But I think listening to them, right, is really, really important because it is a lot of changes. Um, Things change on a daily basis. And all of them understanding, I'm going to be your biggest and strongest advocate, right? So if something's bothering you, if a process is broken, it's not working, I'm going to roll that out up to the top, right? We're going to work on changes. We're going to put meetings together. We're going to collaborate. Um, so I think they they trust that in me that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not going to pacify you and just say, hey, this is how we're doing it. Let's do it. No, I'm going to listen. Um, I care. And I want to try to make it easier because I know it's a tough job. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, admissions doesn't work in a vacuum. I wish we did. Sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't work in, we don't work in a, in a vacuum. And one of the things that I always say is an enrollment team is not, does not consist only of the admissions team. Yeah. Um, what do you think I mean by that? That's your test. Well, it takes every department yeah. to work together for the benefit of the student, right? right? I mean, so we all have to collaborate. And that's one thing I really appreciate, honestly, about Brookline is that I feel at least we do a good job. Um, me and the regional of FA have a phenomenal relationship, right? right. We call each other. Um, same with uh, the registrar and Robin Brewster. I mean, so I think it's important to have that collaboration. I, I think at previous companies, it was very siloed, which leaves a lot of things broken. Here, they're super receptive, right? They call me when there's issues on my side. I can call them when things are, are broken and not working. And at the end of the day, we all just want to win together. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's absolutely huge. And I think we, you know, when, when people hunker down in their own bunkers, yep. it, 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 it never works out well. It may, it may work out well for them short term, but long term, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly something that I, don't advocate in any way, shape, or form. Same. Right? Um, you know, as we're walking around the hallways here, we see, you know, nursing students. We see uh, young MA students. We see MLT students. We, You know, we have about nine different programs here at this particular campus. And, and uh, you know, you're out here periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever just walk around and just, you know, check out the... Uh, let's say the fruits of your labor, you know, because I, I do that every morning I, and, it, and it helps me. I, I walk around every morning and then the, one of the last things I do at night is walk around, number one, to see if they're coloring on the color poster yeah. or if they're playing tic-tac-toe on the walls, you know, making just it, it, it's, it's the high point of my day. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, I just want to ask because you know you have five different you know you know, all these different campuses and so on and so forth. But do you take the time to do that? And if you do, how does that how does that uh, make you feel normally? Yeah, so I absolutely do. I feel like I could do more of that, right? But I attend like for instance, not that long ago. Open house in Tempe, right? Yeah. And really sitting in there with those potential students, some that were enrolled and really hearing their story, yeah. sharing mine. Um, and it is, it's such a good feeling because to me, I always explain it as the ripple effect. You know, I think sometimes we get so caught up on, hey, we're just helping the student, but it is way bigger <laughs> than helping the student, right? A lot of our students have kids. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just an amazing feeling. But I also try to do that with the admissions teams. I've worked at companies where it was very separated, right? The VP of admissions, a regional, really didn't go down to the rep level. Um, and to me, that relationship is really important. A lot of the reps actually, long time ago, previous lives, we worked together on the phones in the past. So mm -hmm. it's really kind of cool to see the growth, see them come over here, see them be successful, um, no, they genuinely care about the student experience. So yeah, it means a lot. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's whenever, whenever, uh, you're having a, a bad day. Yes. Whenever the team's meetings never end, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely nice to get up, walk around and, and, and just kind of see them walking around their scrubs, Yeah. you know, in the labs, um, having fun, doing whatever, uh, that, that really is, is is the high point of my day and uh agree I, I i would actually like to see but i know you know that uh, more of that from from even the team you know because yeah. sometimes sometimes you need to you need to see and be reminded of why you're you know why you're having to be so patient tenacious and and thick-skinned 100 percent um and, and and what the outcome is and and why that's worth it yeah yeah and it's such an amazing feeling, like the yeah. Phoenix graduation this year. Yeah. Um, the student speaker had me in tears, and yeah. I am not yeah. an emotional person. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hearing their stories yeah. and the impact, it is, uh, that's what keeps me going, right. right? It really does. Right. That, that's so amazing you brought that up because the last two student speakers that we've had, they were diploma students. They were not degree students. Wow. And I think that is really where um, you, you get some of these these stories and, and uh, um, that that really really tug on your heartstrings yep. to to a, to a great degree. This is the first time I've worked with that demographic mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. my career, and I I absolutely love it. Yeah. While while challenging, um, boy, there's some there's some that really would walk through fire to get to get to the yeah. end point. And, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that I really appreciate. Well. We're coming about to the end. How would you like to? How would you like to wrap this up? Do you have any any parting words? Any uh, that you'd like to that you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, I think we're so good in admissions of telling the reps to always get the students why right. Yeah. Understand the students why. I would really recommend. It doesn't matter the department. Doesn't matter where you work in Brookline. But what is your why? Right. Um, no. I think that's important. Yeah. What is your why? What really made you want to get into the field? What has kept you so long? I think sometimes we get into the nitty gritty of every day that we tend to forget our own why, right? What drives us? Right. Remembering that just helps us continue to make bigger impact. 
Well, good. And keep playing those fun games in your all admissions meetings. <laughs> Will and do. It, it, you know, it's not my bag that I know you really like it and I the do. reps really love it. So I appreciate that. And I do appreciate you taking 20 minutes and spending with me. Um, this is uh, the, the Bugle podcast is something new. Um, and uh, I think it's a great way to my goal, I guess you could say, hopefully it's a great way to get to know the personal side of some of the people that we may not interact with that much, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a dean or, or someone in your position or a student or what, whoever that may be. Um, I think that uh, it's, it's good to kind of understand where people come from and what, they're, what got them into their role and what keeps them into their role and uh, you know, what their vision is. So thank you very much. Thank you uh, for coming out. And it's about time to start the bumper music. That means we're about ready to close. And uh, that uh, wraps it up for episode three, season one of the Brookline Bugle. So you all have a great day and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.